Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Creative. My name is Leisha Renice, and I am so happy that you are here. Blow your stay. Another episode. Today is Tuesday, which means that it is Storytelling Tuesday. That's the new thing. <laughs> I know you're like, wait, when has that ever been a thing? It's a thing now. And I'm really excited about that because I have so many, so many, so many stories from so many amazing women to share with you guys from all walks of life. So I'm super excited about that. Um, today, today's episode and every episode is brought to you by the Black O Creative Collective. If you want community of Black women who are creatives, who are entrepreneurs, who are dreamers, who want to love on you, support you, if you're looking for encouragement, if you're looking for tips, tricks, all that good stuff, like community hangouts, come join us over at the Black O Collective, Black O Creative Collective. It's free. Bring a friend. And yeah, just come hang out with us. It'll be fun. This is also brought to you by the Black Girl Creative Manifesto. I told you guys last episode that I'm so grateful because Blurt picked up my book as one of the books to be featured in their Black Voices segment for Black History Month. And I'm so excited. I'm so grateful. Um, I couldn't have planned that. I really just, it really just goes to show that when you show up and do the stuff sometimes, life surprises you. God surprises you with your obedience. So I'm so excited about that. So if you want a hard copy of the book, you can buy it on Blurb. I'll put the link in the description in the show notes. And you can also buy it on Amazon now. That's right. You can buy it on Amazon. It'll be shipped to you. Easy peasy. The same thing with Blurb too, but Blurb I think takes a little bit longer. But yes, if you want to support me, I would really appreciate that. And let me know what you think. So as always... I'm grateful for you. I see you. I celebrate you. I'm so excited for what you are doing. And I want to get into today's episode. So if you didn't know, to start off the story, my husband and I used to full-time RV. And so what that means is that you live in the RV full-time. Like that is your place of residence. Like you don't have an address. You just live in an RV. And so some people get peel boxes and stuff like that, but that's beside the point. We were living in the RV. We were traveling the country. We went to West Virginia, Colorado, New Mexico. Where else did we go? Um... We went to a lot of places, Texas. We got to see some of our friends who live far away. It was an amazing time. And so I miss that life. I do miss traveling full time. But we really had to reassess why we were RVing full time and really had to reassess like what was important to us. So community was huge to us. And so we missed our community on the road. And we started a new community on Facebook called the Black RVers. And so in that group, we met Miss Lisa, who is from the DMV as well, and she full-times RV. So she is a woman who is really inspiring to me because she really stepped out in faith, stepped out in courage, and was like, I'm gonna carve out a life that means something to me. And so she was a part of the, you know, the black, um, the black professional scene. And if you're familiar with that, it's like everybody's really professional. They go out to brunch and to go out, you know, dancing and like, you know, all this fancy stuff. Like they're just like really glammed up. I'm not doing any injustice because I'm not really a part of that scene, but she was really a part of it. And when her father died, she really took the time to really say, hmm, am I living life on my own terms? Am I doing what I want to do? So she threw away the whole lifestyle. She put all of her things in an RV and she hit the road. And so she is a single black woman who is full-time RVing. And she is an inspiration to me just because even at later, I mean, later in age, whatever you want to consider later in age to be. She decided to still live life on her own terms. She decided that it wasn't too late. She decided that she didn't want to belong to the rat race anymore. She didn't want she didn't want to prioritize things that weren't a priority to her. And it really 
um, encouraged me to look at my own life and say, what am I doing that I'm just kind of accepting that I'm just going along with? Like, I want to live an epic life, whatever that means. And so I hope from this interview, you take that same encouragement and inspiration that she has to offer. She shares so much about her heart, about being a single Black woman, about traveling, um, just about life in general. She's so wise. And she talks about being a Black woman RVing, because I know a lot of people are like, and that's one of the reasons why we started Black RVers, a lot of people are like, you know, Black people don't camp. Black people don't RV. That's white people stuff, you know? And we really came to find out that Black people are reclaiming their space in nature and adventure and all that good stuff. So if you're curious, check it out. You can follow me and my husband's journey. I'll put the link to our um, YouTube channel too, where we chronicled our, our journey traveling the country. And so I hope to be able to get out there and travel again. But until then, I'll leave you guys with this interview with Miss Lisa. She goes by Lisa Untethered. You can find her on YouTube. She's done a couple of interviews with other people as well. Um, but she's just she's just amazing. She's just amazing. And she's uh, someone I aspire to be like in my own way. And so if anything I want you to get from this interview is that you can carve out a life that you love. And it doesn't have to be RVing. It could be whatever you want it to be, but you don't have to just go with the flow and do the normal thing, using air quotes, whatever normal is. You can create a life that you love that impacts people around you because she has impacted me by being her true and authentic self. She has impacted my husband. And so you'll hear him talking in this interview as well. But I really just want you to focus on Miss Lisa's story. So without further ado, I give you Miss Lisa Untethered. How are you doing, Miss Lisa? I'm great. Good, good. I'm going to turn it over to Fox because she's better at this interview. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my first question is, who is Lisa? Who is Lisa? Oh, my yeah. goodness gracious. <laughs> who is Lisa? Um, you know what? I'm just a nomad traveling this country, enjoying everyday life. Yeah. That's who Lisa is. Yeah. It's yeah. just very simple. Yeah. Not like that because a lot of people, when, when they first introduce themselves, it's like what they do or like, right. you know, what titles they hold, that kind of thing. So... That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who were you before you started RVing? Like, okay, so before you? I started yeah. RVing. Okay, okay, that's a little different. Okay. That's a little different. Yeah, so before I started RVing, I actually have a business mm -hmm. that was started by my father. It's a medical weight loss business. And my father was a physician. And uh, we worked together. And then when he died in 2004, I continued his business. So I continued his medical weight loss business. But in 2016, when I turned 50, I realized that my life at 50 was mm -hmm. exactly the same as it was at 40. And it was a good life mm -hmm. in, in D.C. I had, you know, all the things that mm -hmm. you have. But just the repetitiveness of life was getting on my nerves. Yeah. And my father had died in a car accident at 62, mm -hmm. you know, alive one minute and yeah. dead the next. And when something well, when that happened to me. I just I just saw life very differently and, and very precious and I just didn't want to keep doing the same thing and somehow this RV life nomad life popped in my mind and about a year after it popped in my mind I left I figured out how to run how to really manage my yeah. business from the road yeah. and um, my staff supports me I yeah. support them and I'm able to travel yeah yeah so. so what was that transition like for you like moving from I guess like the DC like we talked about the DC uh, professional life like mm -hmm. into being a nomad like what was that process like for you probably the hardest thing was the downsizing I think because you you've created this life with all of these things so as I was downsizing what I realized is that all of these things that I had were part of that old life yeah and my new life 
was not a part of those things mm -hmm. at all. So, for example, I used to do some entertaining. So mm -hmm. I had all those, you know, Pyrex dishes yeah. <laughs> and crock pots and all those things. Well, I don't need that in, yeah. in RV life and in the clothes and just a lot of those sorts of things that you have when you have a regular kind of regular life, mm -hmm. sticks and bricks, mm -hmm. you know, regular professional life that as a nomad, at least for me, I didn't need anymore. Yeah. So that that's kind of how it was. So that's really the, the physical mm -hmm. transformation. But really, I think the, the mental thing is just realizing that not only do you not need the physical things, yeah. but you also don't need a lot of the other mental things yeah. that go along with with regular life. So, yeah. you know, I don't watch TV. I don't really listen to music or mm -hmm. or I kind of got off of social media. I mean, I just have a very simple, very quiet life. And it really allows me to really appreciate sort of every moment of every day and take take all of those things for what they are. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful, um, adopting a quiet life, because we know in DC it's not quiet at all. Not quiet at all. <laughs> it's busy all the time, whether it's traffic or just, you know, especially like on Capitol Hill, like that area, political. Exactly. Um, there's always something going on. And you mentioned like you're getting, you got off of social media. So like, why did you do that? And like, what like uh, benefits have, have those, have that yielded to you? Again, I just think okay. it's, it's just a lot of noise. Yeah. And, and when you have so many things coming into you, especially things that really have nothing to do with you, yeah. right? Nothing to do with at the end of the day, what your life is about, but you allow those things to take up space, yeah. whether it's in your mind, mentally, or even physically mm -hmm. ha having a lot of things, then to me, you can't really think clearly, you can't appreciate. And if there are things that you're trying to figure out, mm -hmm. it's harder to figure those things out when you have a, a lot of noise. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's funny because it's so silly. But like, people, a lot of people will think like, "Oh, well, what about my shows? Or what about you know being connected to other people?" A lot of people use social media to connect to other people. Yeah. So like, how do you maintain connections without like, like disconnecting from social media? So what's interesting about connections is that I have been able to see people who I haven't seen in 10, 15, sometimes even 40 years. Yeah. And to be able to go and spend time with them in their regular lives, yeah. you know, just on a regular, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it's not like we're all on vacation and we're on vacation yeah. mode. <laughs> I'm able to be with my friends in regular life. And so the depth of connection yeah. that I'm able to have yeah. is incredible. A more of a depth than I would have been able to have in my regular life mm -hmm. and with people that I wouldn't have been able to have those kinds of mm -hmm. relationships with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a, a, one of my line sisters in St. Louis. I was able to spend a month with her. Yeah, I would have never been yeah. able to do that <laughs> right, right, in yeah. regular life. Yeah. And to see people that, that, you know, maybe never came back for homecoming or never came through D.C., mm -hmm. To, to be able to do that has just been in, incredible. And now it's funny, I have a lot of people saying, well, when are you coming to see me? You know, when are you coming <laughs> right. to yeah. wherever? I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah. coming, I know, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm like, so. It's on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. Yeah. It's on the list. Yeah. And they like it too because then I'm kind of calm and they sort of get to see how I live yeah. very simply, especially because they knew me from before. Mm -hmm. So to see such a dramatic change and to see sort of how, how much more calm yeah. I, I am. Yeah. Um, Mm. I don't know. It's 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 a great experience. That's really do you cool. get people 
that want to try to visit you like while you're out on the road? Yeah, I've had probably about five or six different people (laughs) fly out, which is amazing. They're just like, okay, Lisa, where do you think you'll be in a month? I'm like, okay, (laughs) let me, let me figure it out. So yeah, I've had one of my best friends or actually two friends fly to Seattle with one of them. We drove up to Washington and Canada. The other one, we hung out in Seattle. I had a friend or one of my line sisters fly into Minneapolis. I've had somebody fly into Las Vegas. My mom flew into Phoenix and then we traveled. So it's been really great. And for most of them, they're like, yeah, see how you do it, Lisa. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe maybe not this small. Yeah, yeah. But they appreciate what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So when you talk about like your impact on people, like I know that like we talked we talked last night about this, but like how your lifestyle then inspires other people to either like chase a dream that they might have or like to pursue something or to be disconnected from the things we think we need to be connected to. Like what has been your experience with inspiring other people? So I never try to convince anybody, well, except for you guys, to stay full-time RV life. (laughs) Um, But in general, to me, it's not really about RV life, but it is about deciding how you want to live your life making a plan and then implementing that plan. Mm -hmm. Because I do think, well, first of all, you got people who who have no plan and they're just kind of Mm -hmm. living. But then you have people who, yes, maybe they want to do something different, Mm -hmm. make a plan, but a lot of people don't actually implement. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I think the hardest part, especially when you're doing like a major pivot Mm -hmm. with your life, like something something Mm -hmm. that I did. (laughs) But there are a lot of people who want to travel who may not want to travel in an RV. They may want to travel internationally or whatever, but they have so much in their regular lives, just mm-hmm. all the stuff mm-hmm. that now it requires a lot of money mm-hmm. to house all that stuff. Yep. But if you simplified your life, yeah. you know, maybe mm-hmm. you don't need mm-hmm. a 2000 square foot house if yeah. it's just two of you or just one of you. And if you could downsize mm-hmm. the amount of money you would save, mm-hmm. you then could travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, to me, it's about, we spend so much money on a lot of things that maybe just temporarily, yeah give us some some joy yeah but yeah. i think a lot of times it's the experiences that you really remember mm-hmm. more than the things mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why we did like last we tried to anyway it didn't really work out that well but we tried to do like a no spend december oh, okay yeah, so like no, it, was bad. <laughs> it, was bad. it didn't work well because <laughs> no. we were traveling and it was just this whole other thing yeah. yeah right but um the idea was we did the, the year before then and i think we did pretty well that time but the idea was like you know christmas time is in december and everyone mm. wants to give all these gifts or these things yeah. and so what we thought was like, well, one, we were one downsizing and we didn't have anywhere to put any stuff. Mm-hmm. But also it's not about the thing. It's about the person who gave it to you. Right. So I would rather I would much rather spend time with the person yeah. than with the thing they gave me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, look at kids and, you know, I'm grateful for gifts and things like that. But you look at children when they get gifts on Christmas Day, they're really excited about it. But then, like, you know, maybe two days later, they're not playing with it anymore, <laughs> you know. Right. And And so so, like a perfect example of that. So one of my very good friends, we've been friends since uh, freshman year in college. Uh, She was getting married. Mm -hmm. And so she was having her bridal shower. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go there and surprise her. I flew in, but I didn't bring a gift, you know, and I told her, you know, kind of my whole attitude, because I really haven't given gifts in years because it's just we all have everything that we need. I mean, we really don't need anything else. That's good. Yeah. You know, and, and I, but I did tell her when you're going through and you're opening the gifts mm-hmm. and you have your spreadsheet, you're not going to see anything <laughs> from me. And she, she understood it because yeah. she knows how I live. Yeah. 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 No, that's perfect. So to me, kind of 
going there was yeah, that's the game. Yeah. That was yeah. more the absolutely the important part. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So when you're talking about uh, community, we're talking about visiting friends that you may have seen like in the past or went to school with, things like mm-hmm. that. How do you build community and cultivate community now? Like, because I think a lot of people might be like, oh, I'm by myself. I'm not going to be able to hang out with anybody. But listening to you, like, you've been a lot of places yeah. <laughs> where where there might be, like, meetups or, like, events. It's so, like, what is your process in, like, picking the events you go to and, like, meeting people there? So, really, my process is if I hear about something that I want to do, then yeah. I just go. Yeah. That's really my, my process. Yeah. If something falls in my lap, yeah. then, then that's what I do. Yeah. And so by going to whether mm-hmm. it's like a black cowboy festival or I've gone to some other RV nomad mm-hmm. convergences and you meet other people. So like I have this one friend, her name is Julie. Mm-hmm. And um, we both started out at RV life at the same time two mm-hmm. years ago. She was coming from Michigan. I was coming from Maryland. Mm-hmm. And we first met up in New Mexico. And I've met up with her about four or five times mm-hmm. in different parts of the country yeah. and actually last summer she's from Grand Rapids I was actually able to go there and stay on her mo- or in her mother's driveway wow. for <laughs> for a week and that That's was great cool. and so we became friends because we were both solo women nomads yeah yeah cool. yeah that's really important and I love the fact that you're just like oh if I'm interested I go because yes know, you know like <laughs> Because we, we think like, oh, like there has to be a process, right? There has to be right. some sort of like strict plan that you stick to. But it seems like in your travels, like you're just kind of like, you're always open to changing your mind. Always. Yeah. I sat in my driver's seat and changed my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of weather, mm-hmm. but, but sometimes because I found out something was going on somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'll completely change my mind as to where yeah. I was going. Yeah, that's really cool. I kind of have themes, like I sort of want to go that way, yeah. but <laughs> the the direct route, or if I need to change it, I'll change it. Yeah. Because again, I mean, every moment of every day for me is my decision, and that's yeah. a very powerful place yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So when, when it, what it sounds like to me is like freedom. Like, I don't know, that that's like the word that just comes to mind. So like, in your words, like, what is freedom to you? Like, For, well, it's interesting. I, I have a couple of tattoos, and my first tattoo in the '90s was a symbol for freedom. Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. So it's been something that I've been kind of seeking right. yeah. all along. Mm-hmm. Freedom and peace. Yeah, those are kind of my two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and spirituality, but mm-hmm. but we'll say freedom and peace. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I've wanted for a long time, and mm-hmm. it really wasn't until RV life that mm-hmm. I actually got it. And like I said, the the ability to choose every moment of every day mm-hmm. as to what I want to do, like even meeting up with you guys mm-hmm. you know probably less than 24 hours before <laughs> I met it with you guys I was going to be going somewhere completely different yeah. Right. yeah yeah and then you know when you said this is where you're going to be but you're going to be leaving then I was like okay well I'll just go there instead that's cool <laughs> and that's amazing to be able yeah. to do that on a Tuesday it is it really is it really is with my home yeah yeah, yeah. with everything with my home. Need. yeah and it's, it's cool because yesterday we were talking about this a little bit, but in the beginning when we first started RVing, we thought we had to have this plan, like, yeah. we're going to go here at this date, this time, whatever. And then, again, on the second leg, we're just like, uh, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. wherever we really feel like going, yeah. we'll go, you know? Yeah. Okay, but- yeah, so you mentioned um, a couple of questions back, but um, in regards to your pivot, you're making your you know, this dramatic pivot in your life. I know we've had conversations before mm-hmm. about how like your friends and family mm. at the time weren't necessarily yeah. <laughs> necessarily like, 
open to that. Like, one, how was dealing with that? And I guess going through the process of making that pivot and dealing with people who are close to you. Like, it's different when, like, for us, when we put videos up on YouTube about what we're doing, whatever, and people online may say some stuff, but it's always different when it's people actually closer to you. For like, sure. our parents <laughs> are probably still not okay with us arguing <laughs> right. and stuff like that. So, right. like, that would be the first question. And um, the second question is, like, when you were making that transition after you dealt with that or whatever, did you at all feel homesick? Mm. And I know you've okay. mentioned, you know, like, this is your home now. Right. You know, but right. before you are where you are now, like, did you wrestle with that at all? Okay, so in terms of the people mm -hmm. close to me, yeah. I think the people closest to you are the ones that try to define you the most. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? They have these certain expectations yeah. of you. Yeah. And especially with my life in D.C., my life was very much like many of the people mm -hmm. that I was around. Yeah. And there's nobody mm -hmm. who did what, what I said that I wanted to do. Right. And so it seemed yeah. off. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And so, yes, they, they were concerned. They definitely thought that it was a problem. But as I started talking about it, mm -hmm. and then I think also people who've actually seen my RV, mm -hmm. they're like, mm -hmm. you know what? I, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. You know, and now that, I, that I've been out here yeah. and people have seen what I've done and what I've been able to experience, yeah. they're like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. really, I really understand. And again, while maybe I wouldn't want to live in an RV, mm -hmm. I sort of understand, you know, yeah. the, the mentality right, and the right. process and right. some of the, the, the freedoms and the letting go yeah. of all the stuff. Yeah. Um, in terms of being homesick, not at all. I mean, I, I call my mother every day. Sure. <laughs> um, I find the three hardest questions are, where are you from? Where do you live? And what's your address? Mm. Mm. Like, I don't know really. And I'm always like, it depends on who's asking. It's yeah. like, if you're a cop, <laughs> I got a different answer right. than if it's just a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I really don't have answers to that because yeah. I really do feel like wherever my RV is, yeah. I'm home. I mean, I have all my stuff. Everything yeah. that I need yeah. is, is here. Yeah. And it's weird because I lived in D.C. for 16, 17 years. Yeah. But I mean, I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, mm -hmm. you know, but now my, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, yeah. I, I don't really have an answer for any of those things. So really, it really is wherever I park it. Right. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm home. Yeah. That's cool. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so as far as like challenges, what have, what have been some challenges that you faced RVing? And it, they don't have to necessarily be like, you know, life-changing challenges. They right. could just be like random annoyances. But like, what are some things that have been challenging you as you've been traveling? So one thing I try to do is if there's something challenging, then I try. Well, one, I decide, is it a lesson, a test, or I shouldn't be doing it in the first place? That's, That's kind of the first way that I, I sort of look at things. Yeah. But but the other thing I do is if something is challenging, then I try to figure out how to make it not a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the biggest challenge was weather. OK, mm -hmm. I don't like to be too hot or too cold. Yeah. And that first winter I was in the desert mm -hmm. and believe it or not, it gets really Really, really cold in the right. desert and I got cold yeah. and it was cold in my RV and I was uncomfortable yeah. and I just didn't like it and so what I did was 
I got a better battery. I have a lithium battery. Mm -hmm. I got solar. Mm -hmm. And then I have a way to have an external propane tank. Mm -hmm. So now, even if it's cold, well, now I can just turn on the heat. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about, mm -hmm. oh, is my battery going to yeah. run out? Or, <laughs> or whatever, am I going to run out of propane? Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's what I did. I fixed the thing yeah, yeah. that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm not uncomfortable yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. um, there was another scenario... So my RV is, is about 11 feet tall. Okay. And so they actually make GPSs specifically for RVs that take into account That's your height, good. your weight, and all those things. And I kind of just gotten it, and so yeah. I wasn't really using it. I was in the desert, mm -hmm. and I was only going about 40 miles, so mm -hmm. I didn't put it up. Well, yeah. Google sent me down a path with an eight-foot tall tunnel. Mm -hmm. One Only one car could go through it each time. Right. You know, So here I am approaching this thing, and I tow a car. When you tow a car, you can't back up. Yeah. So here I am approaching this eight-foot tunnel, wow. right, yeah. knowing I'm not going to be able to get under there. Yeah. So I just stopped and looked around, and I said, I, I hope I can hook this U-turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And just waited for traffic to go yeah. and turned it as hard as I could, yeah. went all up on the curb. Yeah. I mean, scratched up the side of my RV yeah. a little bit, but but I hooked that you. Yeah. But, you know, the lesson was always use your RV GPS. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I really try to, if I do make, you know, a mistake, if you want to call it a mistake, I really try to only make it one time yeah. that's good yeah one time yeah. you know so now i always have my rv gps yeah. and i always have another gps google running because without having a co-pilot mm -hmm. you know sometimes you never know what's not let's say there's an accident or yeah. just whatever you know yeah. so a gps can go out yeah. so i always have two gps's running no that's cool. yeah that's perfect <laughs> but i think really that's the only challenge i haven't really mm -hmm. uh, yeah i don't know i just kind of take things for what what they are even mm -hmm. within the first um couple of weeks i was on the road i was staying in a state park in birmingham okay. went out to start my car my car wouldn't start so i get out my jumper cables yeah. open up the hood well squirrels have gotten in there and eaten mm -hmm. out the entire electrical system <laughs> you know so i kind of had these plans yeah. of where i was gonna go yeah. well, i couldn't do that yeah. anymore yeah. but you just kind of roll with the punches because yeah. again I'm, I'm not in a rush anyway yes yeah, yeah. so you know i'll get there yeah Eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think those are some of the things, especially when you're by yourself yeah. um, and, you know, also as a woman that can kind of break you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, or somebody who doesn't look like all the other people that, mm -hmm. that are out there when you when you're faced with some of these challenges, especially early on in your journey. Mm -hmm. You can be like, you know what? I can't yeah. even yeah. deal with this. Yeah. But kind of as I was saying to you guys, you know, we're doing something that's so different right. and yeah. so amazing that. Yeah. People just usually don't get to do yeah. that. Yeah, even if they're a couple like what I call or my father called botherations, they're just botherations. <laughs> right. You know, That's it's cute. a pain. Yeah. It's a pain, but you yeah. get out. You you get over it, yeah. and it's such a small part of what we actually get to do. Yeah. I mean, like like you guys said, you were able to see the Milky Way. Yeah. You know, in the forest of yeah. Colorado. I mean, that's. That's incredible. It is. That's incredible. <laughs> it is. I like. I also like what you're saying about like not rushing. I think that's something yeah. that we had to learn. Like this like this whole lifestyle is like taking life slower and rolling with yeah. the punches and so there's nothing wrong with going slow and mm -hmm. often times when you go slow that's when you catch the beauty right mm -hmm. exactly so like i know you mentioned last night you were talking about like smelling the roses you said everywhere. yes <laughs> yes whenever i see roses i smell them yeah, yeah 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 and there's another saying that i heard this from someone that says you don't have to pay a lot but you do have to pay attention mm -hmm. 
That's you know, and so you can see little things on the, you know, the side of the road or, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, because you don't, again, because if you don't have all that noise in your mind, yes. like, oh, what were they doing on Facebook? I need to yeah. check my, my yeah. Instagram, you know, yeah. that you might see something really cool just like out the con- side of oh, your yeah. eye. Yeah. And then you can go and experience something yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. We've definitely taken a lot of detours where it's just like, oh, well, that's here. Let's just try it. Yeah. We don't have to necessarily, we don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to be anywhere. (laughs) That's like really the beauty. And so who cares if traffic's crazy? Like I know a lot of, you know, that there are viewers who hate travel days. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I mean, who cares? (laughs) You know, like why, like why drive 10 hours? Why not break Mm -hmm. that? Like I'll take a a 10 hour drive and break Mm -hmm. it up into three days. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause like why? There's no reason reason to push myself what is the rush and it right, what's the, the rush you can stay for free like overnight like yeah. even if it's just for a night you know yeah. to really take advantage of what you're near yeah i don't stress myself yeah. out yeah. yeah yeah so what is some advice that you would give other women or other people who want to try this lifestyle like if they're like oh, i don't know like nah, nah, nah. my first piece of advice to everybody mm-hmm. stop buying stuff just just stop that's good just stop you don't, you really don't need anything else. Yeah. Like you really don't need anything. That's the biggest thing because a lot of times the fi- the finances mm-hmm. is what really stops you from being able to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you got to get your, your your finances yet together. Mm-hmm. But but make a plan, you know, and whether it's, you know, there are people who retire early who mm-hmm. just save up a bunch of money and can mm-hmm. retire early. There's some people who have jobs that they can do remotely. Mm-hmm. People may be wor- working remotely already, at home. you right. know, at home. Yeah. And so, you know, you could talk to your 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 managers and mm-hmm. say, well, if I'm doing it remotely already, mm-hmm. you know, can I travel? Mm-hmm. The other thing is that you don't have to be a full-time RVer. You can be a part-time RVer. You know, you you can really make it be whatever it is that you want to be. You don't have to define your life by how everybody else is doing it. Like I remember somebody said once, well, you know, what percentage of time do you boondock? And I'm like, I mean, who cares? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know how long does it take you to hook up your car? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. try to be efficient, but yeah. like, there's so many things like it doesn't matter. Just yeah. who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you kind of let go of a lot yeah. of that, that pretense, yeah. you know, and another thing that's interesting is that, you know, when you do leave your, your social circle, mm-hmm. nobody really cares what you look like. <laughs> And there's That's a true. lot, there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, there there's is. a lot of freedom in that, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, when you're used to putting on all the stuff. So then when you start to kind of pull back the layers as to, well, why am I doing that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you do have a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I like getting dressed up, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, but when you're at your most comfortable, what you know, that? when you're at home, what does that look like? Yeah. Is it full makeup and hair? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like I always, I generally always have on tennis shoes because I never know, like I don't wear, you know, the, the rings mm-hmm. and all that stuff because I never kind of know when I might want to go on a hike or yeah. if something happens with the RV and I got to look yeah. under my RV. So I'm kind of always ready. I don't carry a purse anymore, mm-hmm. you know, just so I, I do things like, like, like that. Yeah. But it's just a very simple, mm-hmm. simple way of doing it. I don't have a lot of yeah. stuff, accoutrement. Yeah. Living light. <laughs> Living yeah. life, I'm there, like, yes, and also learning like to love yourself in the in the way that you were made, as opposed to like making yourself be loved, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's really right. That's really cool. At the end, of the day, nobody really cares. Like they really don't care. <laughs> not really. And most of the time, yeah. I am not around people that I know. Mm. 
So they really don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's such a freedom in that. Yeah. yeah. What is what is like the hope that you have for, I guess, is do you see this as a season or do you see this as like you're just going to this is like the plan from here on out? Like, oh, my life? The plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely nothing I would change about my life. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And I, I except to go home if I needed to take care of my mother. Like right. that would be the only reason mm-hmm. I would go mm-hmm. back to Maryland. But mm-hmm. going back to a regular you know, working in the office yeah. and that whole thing and uh, sticks and bricks and not, no. Because <laughs> to me, that's the hardest part. Once you can cross your li- cross the line yeah. into living very simply yeah. and you can handle it, yeah. Yeah, I see no reason to go back. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Why make it complex? Why make it complex again? again? Mm-hmm. Because I, I've, I've seen some RVers, they go back to regular life, and now they've started getting all that stuff it's all so over easy. again. Yeah. It's so easy. I know, but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not experiences. Yeah. yeah. You know, now, so like I went from my life being the same mm-hmm. almost every day mm-hmm. to now every day is different. Yeah. Like there are no two days of mine yeah. that are the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And that is cool. That is and after cool. being out here for two years, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. And it could be even a simple day of, like, if it's, let's say it's rainy or cold, mm-hmm. I have a foldable table that I can put out here and I do thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. That's so oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. And I'll just do a jigsaw puzzle just looking out at yeah. wherever mm-hmm. I'm looking out at. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid of, like, that quiet. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people are just afraid. Because even when you think of, like, buying things, it's like a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people buy things to fill something, right? Well, that's really the bigger issue. Getting to really just peel back all the layers and just you Mm. and your own thoughts. It's it's scary for (laughs) for a lot of people because then you have to address maybe some of the things Mm. um, that you've dealt with. And sometimes people don't don't want to do that. Mm. But I find that it's really in the silence is where I've been most productive and most powerful and really it was in silence how RV life came to me yeah if I hadn't been in silence I don't think I would it would have come to me because things happen so slightly I mean just the briefest of lightest thoughts came to me that made me go and look online for an RV or Mm -hmm. you know change the channel to Mm -hmm. something about small living yeah they're very 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 slight Mm -hmm. that with the noise I would have never heard it easily missed Mm mm-hmm yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, we pile on so many layers yeah. that, yeah, you don't get to kind of who you really are. Mm. And then you use other things to, to cover it up. Like you, you were kind of asking about like TV shows, I think. Yeah. I think the reason I don't get into those things is because I'm not necessarily that interested in somebody else's story and mm. somebody else's life. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of things with like TV shows and books, it's all kind of contrived drama yeah (laughs) yeah and to me that's just more just energy i don't want whereas Mm -hmm. i'm so comfortable in my own thoughts and in my own moments that that's where i would rather be and i don't really need to escape for lack of a better word yeah Yeah. a lot of people don't realize that like oh yeah i'm covering up things or even like when you're talking about discovering who you really are like 
you what they say like you are the sum total of your was like eight people or something How oh interesting okay. oh, oh like, like the, the people around you hang with oh, like, interesting yeah like interesting. if you if you show me your friends you can show me you like that's another Ooh, way to yeah. say it interesting and so it's amazing how many people come to a group of people and then make themselves to be accepted by them but it's like mm-hmm. but do you know who you really are yeah. you know what i mean and i think like you said like being quiet taking time to yourself really it really kind of i guess it kind of forces you for lack of a better word it forces you to like really look at yourself you know right because if you're around you know these these eight people or whatever then then you wonder are your thoughts really your own Mm -hmm. or or are they thoughts of the group and and for me i never quite quite fit into the dc Mm -hmm. life i mean i did it Mm -hmm. but i just never quite quite felt like it was me yeah yeah being out here is me yeah Mm -hmm. totally but again nobody else was 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 doing it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like another interesting thing so for example um probably almost everybody we know is in a book club yeah. either currently <laughs> in a book club yeah. or has been in a book mm-hmm. like you got to be in a book club yeah. right like if, <laughs> what you're not in a book club right yeah so for me so i'm actually dyslexic so okay. reading is very hard for me mm-hmm. and i never enjoyed it mm-hmm. But the thing is, if everybody's always talking about Are you in the book club, why yeah. aren't you in the book club? Yeah. Then I would kind of make myself try to be in the book club, yeah. even though I wasn't really comfortable and it was not enjoyable to me. Yeah. You know, so it's things like that when I realized mm-hmm. I don't have to be in a book club. Yeah. I don't have to want to be a reader because that's not something that is enjoyable to yeah. me. I mean, I can read, mm-hmm. but right. <laughs> but you know, but it's just not something that I like to do because again. I'm not interested in being in somebody else's story or reading about somebody else's story. I want to have my own mm-hmm. life and my own thoughts and mm-hmm. my own story. That's really good. That, that is really good. Period. But like, especially about, um, it's almost like these fake rules are set in place where we feel like we have to, mm-hmm. um, to do these things to fit into these things. Exactly. Right? And a, really exactly. like, huh? I was going to say, it's a form of survival. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. nobody yeah. wants to feel Be outcasted, outcasted mm-hmm. or alone or anything like that. So mm-hmm. they'll, jump on board mm-hmm. like the idea of the book club like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah like if everybody's over there like i gotta be over there yeah, too. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> so to say survival. i don't like to read i mean that is yeah you know like, yeah. that's crazy yeah you know or to yeah. say you know i don't want children you know that's mm-hmm. another one it's like oh but but everybody wants children you know or most yeah. people i mean it's different now but yeah. you know it's things like that but yeah. what if that's not really you right. but right. you're making yourself do this because yeah. that's what everybody else is doing or that's what society tells you to do right. or that's what your family expects you yeah. to do yeah yeah that's good. Breaking away from those expectations and really working. Because so I've been in this place recently, just a, kind of a side tangent where I'm just I want to live a free life and I want to live live a life of ease. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. a lot, I think a lot of times we put like stumbling blocks, stumbling blocks in our own way. Again, like you said, trying to trying to fit into this group or fit into this mold. And it's like like you said, if you don't like to read, okay, right? You know what I mean? That doesn't make you less of a person, right. you know. But society will tell you that it does exactly. Or if you don't want to like make you know again we talked about the money thing like mm-hmm. we don't necessarily need a million dollars you know what i mean but if you're not striving to like be rich right like, if you're not on the grind yeah, yeah. then right. something's wrong yeah. with you. something's wrong with you and it's like yeah. no i want to live a life of ease i want to know what is enough for me mm-hmm. and then be able to supply that and then also maybe you know save because just in case right but the idea of enough really really puts in context like what is important and what's not what's right. extra mm-hmm. and what's like what's easeful i know it's not really a word but like mm-hmm. what is bringing ease into your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. so yeah, that's really good. So you're a solo black woman out here arguing. And so there are a lot of, I know there are people that have been interested in it and um, allow, and you know, for, I think it's important to really consider like, 
I guess, the climate of the country and all this other stuff. But what has your experience been like being a solo black woman traveling? So just the term you mentioned, the climate of the country, the, the climate has really been determined mm-hmm. by the media. Yeah. So we believe that the country is a certain way because that's what the media mm-hmm. is saying. And then maybe other people may or may not think something about us yeah. because of what the media is saying. Yeah. Right. For sure. <laughs> but in my experience, and I've been all out West, mm-hmm. all in the Midwest. I mean, I've gone eight weeks and maybe seen five black people mm-hmm. is that I just try to deal with people individually mm-hmm. and people have dealt with me individually mm-hmm. and I've actually had no problems. And if anything, people have been extra nice mm-hmm. to me, very helpful. And so I generally say, as long as people are either nice or indifferent, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. But I've not had one person get in my face, say yeah. anything. I haven't even heard anything at the side of my yeah. my <laughs> ear, you know. I've heard nothing. Yeah. I've heard nothing like that. But you would think that it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm always aware and I don't do I don't do stupid things. Right. Yeah. right. But it's not like what you think. Mm-hmm. It's at least my experience. Sure, yeah. It's not like what you think it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to get out there and, and go slow. Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm kind of a little more comfortable in cities mm-hmm. than in the middle of nowhere, yeah. where some people are, are more comfortable in the middle of nowhere yeah. than in cities. Yeah. So it just depends on what you're into, but you, you go slow and mm-hmm. yeah, just take it, just yeah. take it day by day, step yeah. by step. I love that. I love that. Cause trying to communicate that to other people. And again, I, that's why I want to share other people's experiences too, because, mm-hmm. you know, one, our experience is not everybody's experience mm-hmm. and my experience is not everybody else's experience. But I also want people to know, like, this isn't, we're not just like the anomaly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there are people out here who are who are doing the thing. Well, there's a few of us. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean like solo black oh, well, woman yeah, yeah. RVers. Yeah, that, yeah. If they're 20, right. I would be really, really happy right, right. if there's 20 of us. Hopefully there's a bunch watching this and then yes. maybe we can all connect. Like that would be great. But I really don't think yeah. there's a ton of us out oh, here. Oh yeah, no, that, that is like its own little yeah. sub, yeah, for sure. I wish there sure. were more. Yeah. You know, I definitely wish there were more yeah. and, um, um, and that would be great. Yeah. That would be great. And, you know, quite honestly, anybody who does want to come out, if you reached out to me, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be more than willing to, you know, camp with you or hang yes. out or talk or no, whatever. Because I would really like <laughs> yeah. for there to be a few more of us yeah. out here. That would be great. Did you have any recommendations or things, you, something you want to promote or something that's been helping you along the way that maybe might help somebody else? I know it could be anything. Even if it's just being quiet or <laughs> not taking so much. Yeah, I think if you can <laughs> learn to stay in silence, yeah. I think a lot would be revealed to you about your path yeah. and uh, maybe decisions that you're trying to make. Yeah. But you got to get quiet for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Thanks for doing this interview. Sure. Yes.